0: What's going on everybody? I hope you're having a fantastic day at the time that this podcast is being recorded and I just wanted to talk about two things specifically because I feel like I, I owe it to a lot of you guys to give you some explanation on my top 30 list that I... Posted recently, and some people were happy about it, and some a lot of people weren't um weren't very happy about it. So I'm gonna give an explanation on that. I'm also gonna talk about the um, the recent hirings of Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. Um, so pretty much what happened recently was Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff have both been hired by WWE to be executive directors of Raw and SmackDown, respectively. Paul Heyman would be, um, on Raw, and Eric Bischoff would be on SmackDown, so pretty much, um, I posted about this, and I posted about it, um, talking about the details of the hirings and all that, but pretty much, it's a non-TV role, they're gonna report directly to Vince McMahon, um, Eric Bischoff, When he goes to when Smackdown Live goes to Fox in October, uh, Eric Bischoff is going to work. He's going to collaborate with the executive directors of the executive directors of Fox. Um, Excuse me. So he's going to be working um, directly to Vince McMahon, pretty much just like the way it is now. So I don't know um, in that case. What's going to happen because everyone still has to report to Vince McMahon now. So I don't know if Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman reporting to Vince McMahon is going to change anything. We're going to have to see. But on the surface, based off the information that I have right now, all this means is that this is hope. You know, WWE hasn't given their fans something to hope for in a very long time. I have been pleading with them. To make a decision that oozes and that shows hope, something that we can look forward to in the future, and I think this is something that does that. So I'm I'm really excited. I'm glad. Um, Paul Heyman is someone who um, had supposedly um, worked really um, diligently and had worked really well with um, Ronda Rousey's creative, and that wasn't bad at all. Um, obviously, he's really really. Um, he works really well with uh Lesnar's creative and supposedly he was um I don't know um how far the extent of it was, but he was um responsible for a lot of Alexa Bliss's creative apparently. So and that her her relationship with Nikki Cross and the moment of bliss, all of that has been um not bad at all, in in my opinion. So yeah, pretty Betch is just this says hope. Eric Bischoff is another big name obviously it's someone that a lot of people know you know it just has a lot of name value however he he did a lot of good things for wcw We, we all have to remember wcw excuse me again was destroying wwe for a very long time in the late 90s and eric bischoff is definitely um largely responsible for that happening he came up with the nwo um, he also burned DMWO to the ground, but that's another story. Eric Bischoff isn't stupid. And you hear him talk in some of his, uh, in, in some of the things he says and some of the thoughts that he has on things going on in WWE right now. And, you know, he's, he's got something, you know, and and hopefully, um, his thoughts and, you know, his ideas can translate, um, into what we actually see on television. And hopefully Vince McMahon, um, you know lightens you know lightens up on the idea of allowing someone else to finally try and getting their ideas on tv rather than just you know vince and i also think this is going to open the door for a lot of wrestlers i think a lot of wrestlers think that vince is almost like not approachable and they i feel like they could be intimidated to go approach him not so much people like roman but people like roman cena um Undertaker, all those big guys. But I feel like it might be difficult for people like, you know, No Way Jose or Chad Gable or people like that to approach Vince. So I think having Heyman and Bischoff at the helm on your respective shows, I think that gives wrestlers an easier passageway to Vince. I think they feel that Heyman and Bischoff would be more approachable. And perhaps maybe that could be a better way of wrestlers possibly getting their ideas on TV, I don't know, it's going to be a very interesting dynamic, and we're going to have to see, but on the surface, this is a lot of hope, and this is just something to finally look forward to in WWE, with that said, let's dive into this top 30 list of mine, because you'd be, you'd be surprised, it seemed like everyone was completely against it, but if you, for people that you know, actually look through the comments, there are some people who actually didn't think I was clinically insane, so I'm gonna go through it entry by entry, because I don't want there to be any confusion on any of the entries that I put on, why, um, why I put them up here, you know, I I don't, I don't want them, uh, I don't want there to be any confusion, because there seem to be a lot of it on, um, on Instagram, and, Pretty much what a lot of people didn't understand was the fact that I did that list based on how they did things, how they did certain things in wrestling as wrestlers. You know, a lot of people brought up things that people had done after their career, before their career, during their career, but it didn't really have to do with anything that had to do with being a wrestler You know, and a lot of people didn't understand that. Well, another thing a lot of people didn't understand was the fact that it was my list. And also the fact that I wasn't talking about solely in ring ability. People were bashing me about not having, um, you know, AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan ahead of Hulk Hogan. Like, all Hulk Hulk Hogan does is drop a leg. Guys, you need to read the criteria. You, You know, a lot of people were talking about. How even based on the criteria, um, you know that that that's that, that something's off, or based on the criteria something should be different. Based no, like I I I did it like that for a specific reason, um, and hopefully now with this with this podcast it'll make everything a lot clearer and a lot easier for you guys to understand. So pretty much at number thirty I put Batista. Um, I put Batista because simply he was someone who came from the the Evolution stable. Um, he's had great success. Not necessarily bad on the mic. He's always a safe choice. Um, he's someone who really cared about most, most of the time. Cared about what he was doing on TV. Like he, you know, he loves professional wrestling, and he he never really. As far as I can think of, off the top of my head, he never really did anything that was like super horrible in wrestling. If that makes any sense, like he never really did anything that was super bad. You know, I mean, yeah, he quit, he quit, um, but you know, he went on to do better things, and like he was quitting, you know, solely because of the fact that he was angry. Um, He's not bad in the ring, as we saw um, just recently. He's wrestled all the way up until 2019, which is, you know, decently consistent. Yeah, he's he's gone on and off, but when he's around, he's around. Um, not a bad promo at all. Has had awesome feuds, especially early in his career. Um, he was someone who had no business... Probably being as good as he was, as fast as he was, because he went through evolution, and right after he was stuck into a, he he was um. Why can't I get my work together? Put pushed into a feud. He was put into a program with Triple H right away, and he prospered. You know, he he was, he was relatively over, and he's just he's someone who was just good. You know, he was reliable. A lot of people thought. Um, I I was strongly considering Booker T. I was strongly considering um, Mr. Perfect, but honestly, I just feel um, Batista overall in his career has been just overall more complete than some of the other people I could have put on this list. Um, Overall, when you look at all the criteria, in-ring ability, not necessarily bad, not necessarily boring. Um, When he's with someone who knows what they're doing, he can put on a good match. Um, Again... The WrestleMania 35 match, uh his WrestleMania 35 match wasn't bad at all. Um so yeah, I I have him I have him at 30. Um Hey guys, pausing for a quick second, just wanted to let you guys know that we do have a pro wrestling tea shop. The link is in my bio on Instagram. So please go ahead and check that out as I would, I would greatly appreciate it, and it helps out jobbed out in the best way possible. So thank you guys so much and I hope you guys continue to enjoy the podcast. So at 29 I have the Big Show and I really didn't like how a lot of people came came at me for for not for putting Big Show on the list. Guys, Big Show, without Big Show, Braun Strowman probably never hits a dropkick. Big Show was everything. Yes, Andre the Giant existed before Big Show. I'm aware. But Big Show was the first like really large guy to Break that mold of, oh, you're a big guy, so hit a choke slam, pin him, hit a body slam, pin him, hit a leg drop, pin him. But no, Big Show was hitting missile drop kicks from the second rope, um, being 7 feet 400 and something pounds, whatever it is, you know, he was doing some really athletic stuff, especially in WCW and in the early parts of his WWF career. Without the big show, big man wrestling might not be the way it is today because of the big show. He was one of the first people to do it and there was there was big people at the time. there were lots of big people, but none of them were doing what big Show was doing never a bad, never necessarily a super bad promo, never necessarily even a bad character um, He was put up with a he 's put up with a lot of crap, a lot of stupid crap that Vince has put him in that you know he 's just stuck out through the years. Um, But yeah, I I think Big Show definitely deserves to be in the top 30. Um, We're going to move on to Jeff Hardy. Now, a lot of people didn't necessarily agree, but they didn't disagree. They just didn't really care about this entry, Um, which was kind of nice because I think Jeff Hardy definitely deserves to be in the top 30 for his contributions to wrestling in total. If you're not going to talk about just how how good of a, how good of a wrestler he was, because he was a good wrestler, um, he is a good wrestler, he's still wrestling, that's another thing, he's been one of the most consistent people on this list, um, but let's just talk about, you know, revolutionizing, um, the tag team wrestling in WWE to be what it was after he was done, um, you know, with his first tag team run, uh, with Matt in the WWF, and again, all this goes to Matt as well, but Jeff Hardy has just had a better singles career, so it's easier to put him on the list, and he's also the better wrestler, and, but that's another story, um, Jeff Hardy is good in the ring, he's never really had a, a a bad character when it comes to WWE, at least, um, whenever he's in a, a feud that has direction that it's very clear what the motives of both people are or both groups involved jeff is really well when he's just thrown into something you know like when he's just randomly placed into a feud with Samoa Joe like he was earlier in the year those things won't those things won't fly but when he's in a feud with Randy Orton and Randy Orton has a clear motive and Jeff Hardy has a clear motive to defend himself um you know, he comes out as a good feud. He's not bad on the mic. But again, when he has direction and when he has something that, you know, that people know where it's going, Jeff Hardy isn't bad. Um, Jeff Hardy is also one of the first people to do the, in WWE at least, to be the whole daredevil thing, to jump off of big buildings. You know, he was doing that before Shane was. Um, at least that I can remember. Yeah. Um, so... So yeah, Jeff Hardy definitely earns a spot on this list at number 28. At number 27, I put Daniel Bryan. Um, Daniel Bryan is arguably one of the best wrestlers still in the world today. He doesn't get the chance to showcase that a lot because he isn't put in a lot of singles matches anymore. But when he was, obviously, when he was um, on the rise... Uh, to Wrestlemania 30 that in itself was a huge deal Daniel Bryan when he was signed back in 2010 that was one of the um, he was one of the first people to prove that you can be small and not only that you can be small like Shawn Michaels but you can be small and you don't have to be jacked And you don't have to be super fit. You don't have to be super fast. You don't have to be super big. Daniel Brown was one of the first people to say... That's to say, to go out there and perform at a really high level despite being that small. And obviously, in um, New Japan and Ring of Honor, that's very normal. But for WWE and for Vince, that's a big deal. To have a small guy, you know, be as consistent and as good as he was on tv again times are different now but you know back in 2014 believe it or not that was five years ago it was unheard of for someone like daniel bryan not unheard of but it was unlikely for someone like daniel bryan to rise to the top as fast as he did um so for that he 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 gets on the list for being amazing on the mic for being a really good promo for being really really good in the ring for putting on a bunch of good matches, having memorable feuds with people. Um and this is honestly this was one of the easier um this was one of the easier choices I had to make. It just doesn't really go without a question that he should be at least in the top 30. One thing I wanted to I I wanted to bring up because a lot of people didn't really understand was that times are different. Okay, it it is Things have advanced, things are cooler now, things that we see on TV are just cooler and they're more impressive to do. So when someone, at least for me personally, when someone does something in the ring in 2019, I'm probably going to prioritize it over someone who did something in the ring in 1960. Again, I don't excuse their contributions to wrestling at that time, but there are just some things I have to prioritize over others and one of them is how good you were in the ring whether it had to do with being on the mic or there had to do with actual wrestling so that was a lot of thing that really got to a lot of people um so at 26 I have Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar oh and another thing Daniel Bryan's still wrestling so he has a lot of time to you know really mold, I guess, or to really um what's the word I'm looking for? Create, I guess, to create his legacy. So um who knows, maybe twenty years down the line we'll be talking about him being a top ten wrestler. And and that's another thing. A lot of these people are still wrestling. They still have the chance to like show how good they really can be. And I think what a lot of the older audiences doesn't understand is that these people like styles and and Brian, and Batista, and all the newer guys, I feel like people are going to be talking about how really good they were, like, 20 years from now, like we are with Stone Cold, and The Rock, and all the people from back then, and, you know, even as far back as Flair, and Dusty, and Nash, and Macho, all those people, we're, we idolize them now, so much more because so much time has passed. And we can really look back and say, you know what? They weren't really that bad. I think a lot of people are gonna do that with the people on these on this list. And I think it's not gonna look so dumb when a lot of the people are on the list that are on the list um in a long time from now. Um Not 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 that they don't deserve to be on the list now, they do, but um, I, I I just think it's gonna be put to in a, in perspective for a lot of people, um, later down the road. But again, that's for another time. So at twenty six, I have Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is a crossover star, um, has had crossover appeal from UFC. Um, he played in the NFL, wrestled for New Japan, but Brock Lesnar simply is just box office. You know, he is someone who, and again. I know that that sounds like a very Paul Heyman or Vince thing to say but he's huge when he came back in 2012 it was a big deal and whenever he's around he it's just a big it feels like a big deal and that's that's a quality that not a lot of wrestlers have especially in today's wrestling that's very hard to to be able to produce out of somebody um in today's WWE product and Brock Lesnar does that so that's a, a big testament to what he's done for wrestling, um, in his second run, go back to his first run, not too bad on the mic, um, again, he still had Heyman, but he wasn't too bad on the mic, very, you know, um, what's the word, of, I don't want to say, I don't want to say very good, because it's not like he was, you know, Styles level of wrestling, but he was a lot, a lot better than he was now as a wrestler, and he's still pretty good today, and I know a lot of people are gonna disagree, but. Um, yeah, Lesnar was actually pretty good back then, you know, he wasn't just a big guy, uh, and that's another thing, he wasn't super tall, but he was massive, it was, it was different, it was just like this, this big, almost robot type person, just walking around and clobbering. Everything in his path, you know, I and again, that, that's a very you know, kayfabe approach like, oh, you're just booking, you're putting him on the list based off what you saw on TV. But no, he was really good in the ring, drew a lot of money. Um, well, sorry, he wasn't really good in the ring, he was good in the ring, um, not the best on the mic, you know, especially today. Um, but when he does need to get on the mic, like his feud with Samoa Joe last year um that was a good example not last year in 2017 for Great Balls of Fire um that's right that was a pay-per-view name um you know for that that was really good that was something that we were able to see Lesnar's character um and he's also a very 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 underrated seller uh so so he gets on the list at number at number 26 and also he's been around for a while he's been, he's been wrestling since um, I don't know, he was in OVW probably around, oh, I'm t- again, I'm taking a guess, for if you want to come back at me on my list in the comments, but I'm pretty sure he was wrestling in OVW like around oh one oh two, and he came on in 02, I think he, he debuted the Raw after, after Wrestlemania uh, 18, I believe, yeah, I believe he debuted after Wrestlemania 18, I'm not sure, but, yeah, Brock Lesnar, number 26, um, fantastic overall, great career. Number 25, a lot of people were, I had I got, I got a lot of mixed um, opinions about this one because I, I have AJ Styles at number 25 and he's on the list simply because of the fact that he was one of the first people after Brian again like I said one of the first people and again he signed to WWE much later after uh Daniel Bryan but Styles was you know he was one of those he was the 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 group of people with Balor and Nakamura that showed that you can be in out of WWE for as long as he was he was out of WWE for so long and you can still in the later parts of your career um go to WWE and prosper the way AJ Styles has. So just for that alone, he showed that he that a lot of people can do that the way a lot of people have been doing that recently with the new signings. I'm starting to realize how little time I have to continue going through each entry. So let's try to make this one a little faster. But yeah, so we have Styles at, at 25. We, we have to talk about also, wow, yes, he had a really big impact on just the independent wrestling and uh, the transfer of from one company to another but he's let's just talk about how good at wrestling he is he's arguably top 5 right now um just uh, how good he is at being in the ring and being good at wrestling um as far as as long as I've been watching him never really a bad promo nothing too spectacular i, I do think a lot of people uh, I do think he's overrated on the microphone. A lot of people have um, praised him being really good on the mic, and I think that's why a lot of people think he's a lot better than I would rank him. But to me, he's he's good. He's not bad on the mic. He gets the points across, but he's nothing too spectacular. Um, so, th- so that's why he gets the number 25 spot, and I think that's a good spot for him considering he's still wrestling. So he has time to continue to shape that legacy. And he also gets on here. For being, I, I'm i pretty sure, the first person to hold every major company's world championship, I believe. Because he's been Ring of Honor champion, I'm pretty sure. He's been New Japan World Heavyweight Champion, for sure. He's been WWE Champion. He's been TNA Champion. Um, I guess he hasn't been Lucha Underground Champion, but uh, I don't think that's a big... And he hasn't been NXT Champion, so... Um, yeah, Styles is number 25 and number 24. I have Roddy Piper Roddy Piper and this is just because of how huge he was. Roddy Piper was a Roddy Piper. Why don't keep on saying Popper? Roddy Piper was a huge star and if it wasn't for him WrestleMania might not have been put on the map um the way it was. It seemed like Vince um or WWF would just go to him whenever they needed someone To have a big match. um, An easily marketable match. His character was so... Out there. And it was so different. And it was just... Super over. And I think... For him just being as big of a star... That he made himself... Based on how good he was at portraying his character. Based on how good he was at talking. um, I, I think that alone deserves a spot on this list. He was obviously... Um, very reliable as a name. Um, clear, it's it, it's clear that he's been a big deal in professional wrestling. Um, you know he wrestled before and after the time of WrestleMania One. I. Um, I I think Roddy Piper Roddy Piper definitely deserves to be on this list simply because of his contributions to WWF and how good he was at being a wrestler. I, again, not necessarily inside the ring. But what did you do as a wrestler? That that that's one of my criteria. Um, in-ring ability, not so much. Mike's skills and charisma, 110%. Consistently, consistency, you know, 110%. He was always that good, and he was always a reliable person to have a big match on a big card. Um, so I have Piper at 24. Ultimate Warrior, I have at 23. Obviously, not very good in the ring. Mike's um, skills and charisma, even then, that wasn't that great. Um, he would yell loud and that's what people liked about him. And that's part of the reason why I have him on the list because, you know, he is the one screaming and he is the one responsible for, um, whatever he does on TV. So, f- you know, he was super over and he was just a massive star. I'm more, I'm more put, I have him more on this list for, um, how, big of a draw he was and to me what you draw is your impact on wrestling as a wrestler if you're a big draw you obviously had a big impact so Ultimate Warrior gets on this list for that reason and for simply just being super over with kids and for being super over in general it it seems obviously I wasn't alive around that time but it seems that his character not necessarily the person and obviously all the backstage politics um, that has to do with ultimate warrior and the WWF but it seems he was really beloved like I, I've talked to um, wrestling fans from that time and they seem to like really cherish you know what their memories of ultimate warrior so um that in itself is really cool and that 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 in itself gets uh ultimate warrior a a spot on this list at number twenty two Um, I have Mick Foley and all of the versions of Mick Foley. Mick Foley is on this list because of his contributions to hardcore wrestling, which I'm not that big of a fan of, but um, I'm more talking about not necessarily CZW and ECW-type wrestling, but I'm talking about just the usage of weapons in WWE. Um... You know, he he inspired a lot of that. So Mick Foley gets on this list for that. But also, you know, not being um, necessarily too quick, not necessarily too flippy, not necessarily too technical, and honestly, not even the most physical. But um, he his in-ring style was good for him, and he knew what worked for him. And to be able to adapt to that is a big testament to, you know, the type of wrestler that he was. Um, always an interesting character um, to which I'm assuming he was very heavily involved in at the time I know things aren't necessarily the way they are now as far as um, power control at the top and what people can do creatively so I, I have a feeling he had a, um, I don't know but I'm assuming he was really involved with the development of all his characters Cactus Jack, uh, Mankind, Dude Love, etc. etc. Uh so Mick Foley not bad obviously never bad on the mic a really good character um hardcore wrestling that's a big deal um and it's, it's obviously a, a big enough deal to put over Ultimate Warrior because again just to give you guys a perspective on why I put certain people on top of other people I I'm putting Mick Foley over people like Ultimate Warrior and Roddy Piper and things like that because when you compare um, those people's contributions to wrestling and when you compare it to Mick Foley's and along with all the the, the three other areas of criteria that I have there it, it, it's just Mick Foley's just more complete I think with the four things that I have on my criteria to me personally I think that forms I think those are the four things that create someone who is just complete and I think the most complete person should get higher on the roster. The more complete you are to me, the more I think you should be on the list. And again, it's my list. Other people have other people have different lists with different criterias. You know, it, it's it's all it's all preferential. You know, everyone has their own their own opinion. So number twenty one, I'm going the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes um his impact on professional wrestling alone is just um absolutely remarkable um as a wrestler when he was wrestling um never did anything too spectacular inside the ring but again it was a period of time where wrestling itself wasn't very spectacular really really good storyteller inside the ring though he can grab an audience by the balls um inside the ring just because of a match uh and again times were different um but when he when he needed to just cut a promo, when it had nothing to do with necessarily being inside the ring, when it had to do with uh, getting the points to a feud across, when it has something to do with just standing there for five minutes and grilling your opponent, Dusty Rhodes can do it all. When he has the microphone in his hand, he is ruthless. But again, um, just nothing too spectacular to me inside the ring. I have watched a few of his matches. And I've tried really hard to get interested into them, and I just can't. It's not his fault. It was just a different time. That's the point I'm trying to make to a lot of people. It's just it's not entertaining to me. I can watch him talk forever, but I, I don't need to watch him wrestle. Um, nothing that he does inside the ring um, really sticks out to me. It's the little things that he does within a match that um, that stick out to me that tell a story but you never you know there were basic matches and ones that didn't really um appeal to me personally but for that and that's the reason why i give him number 21 again he he was a uh, also a major role in every promotion that he he wrestled in in their production and their development and um dealing with other stars so that um, that also gets him higher on the list, but I, I, I can't put him in, in the top 20, just again, that's just me personally. So with number 20, who do I have at number 20? Sorry for delay. I cannot, I can only see the first part of my list right now at number 20. I have, I believe it's sting. It is sting. Okay. So sting is number 20. Sting is number 20. Um, the number one reason I have him on the list at all. Is just consistency. He is arguably next to maybe Ric Flair and a few other people, and maybe Triple H. Sting is arguably the most consistent wrestler on the entire list, by far. So for that for that reason alone, he was he wrestled for so long from the early 90s all the way until 2014 i i believe he had, it was no 2015 was his match with seth rollins at night of champions he wrestled for so long and he was never bad he never really yes obviously he got slower because he aged like a human but he never really did anything that showed he was getting bad at wrestling and to me that's a huge testament to how good of good you are as a wrestler um his in-ring ability like i just said um was never bad he was really good and obviously as he got older it got a little slower but it was never really bad to me that moves you up higher on the list um his character um his ability to adapt and to change character to get with the times was absolutely amazing. To go from Surfer Sting to Crow Sting was absolutely fantastic. Um, you know he, when he was good in the ring, he was good. Yeah, he can carry a match. And um, now again, never really he didn't really leave a, a huge impact on professional wrestling. Like nothing really changed because he did something. But he was just a really good wrestler, and for that reason, he's at twenty. Um, Eddie Guerrero, I have him at nineteen. I have Eddie Guerrero at 19 because of how a lot a lot of this has to do with how just good he is at wrestling. He he would probably be higher if consistency and impact on pro wrestling weren't a thing. If I was just talking about in-ring ability and mic skills and charisma, Eddie Guerrero would probably be a little bit higher, but. There are just other people who have done more for wrestling than he has, but he was amazing. His character was very, um, unique based around a concept that is very simple. Um, as far as lying, che- cheating, and stealing that to me is a big testament to his character. Um, he just really, really good wrestler, a part of very big moments throughout his career. um, yeah, I mean honestly I I think 19 is a really good spot. Um I'm not the, the only reason why I wouldn't put Sting ahead of Eddie Guerrero is just because Eddie Guerrero was just a better wrestler and he was just honestly a better character. It, 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 things that he would do were different. They were one of a kind. The the promos that he was cutting, he just oozed charisma. It it was almost like second nature to him. So honestly if I would just had to go with wrestling and how good you were on the mic, yeah, he'd probably be a lot higher, um, so at number 18, I have Rey Mysterio, um, again, just really, really good in the ring, he's also, uh, really high on this list, um, for how consistent he was, he's been doing this for a really long time, and he's still just as good as he was in 2000 or 1999 or whatever when he was in WCW, um, I guess that would be like 96 or 97 but whatever. When he was a part of the Cruiserweight division um with Bischoff, which by the way that's another thing Bischoff was really responsible for in WCW. Um he was very good and he's been very consistent since then. Um he's b- historically has been not Too great on the mic, but there are are a lot of people who are worse. You know, he he's not necessarily uh, captivating. You know, he's not going to glue your eyes to the TV or glue your ears to the TV, I should say. But not bad either. Um, And honestly, Rey Mysterio is one of the only people that he's one of the only names that casual fans still grab onto today. If you walk up to a random person, they might know who Rey Mysterio is, and to me, that means you did something right. Because it's not like he's an actor. It's not like he has crossover appeal. He just left his mark on wrestling. A lot of people know who Rey Mysterio is because of how just cool he was. And I think that's a big testament to how good of a wrestler you were. So I have him at 18. Oh boy. I'm glad I got here. Number 17. Bret the Hitman heart. A lot of people did not. Like the fact that it has Bret Hart at number 17. A lot of people thought he should have been in the top 10. A lot of people probably thought he should have been in the top five. But look, to me, it comes down to this. He wasn't as great. Me personally, he was not, he's very overrated on the microphone. Um, the character, the hitman, you know, I that never really stuck out to me. I've seen enough of Bret Hart and I just don't get it. I want to. I want to get it. I want to get the appeal of Bret Hart, but I don't. I've seen enough of his matches. I've seen enough of his promos. Nothing sticks out to me, and I've seen his matches. Great. He's fantastic in the ring, and in-ring general, someone who uh, carried uh, Davey Boy Smith to a match when he was, I believe he was inebriated of some sort he was not all there and he dragged him to a very very good match I, and I believe that match was at Wembley I'm not sure please don't quote me on that I'm really not sure but him and heart, awesome in the ring as a character uh, I, mean, I don't know I, I just I don't see the appeal it's the same reason why I didn't put Ricky Steamboat on the list at all again I understand Ricky Steamboat was a part of a lot of people's childhood and that rubs people the wrong way that he's not on the list but to me I've seen enough of his promos I've gone on YouTube again I wasn't alive I've gone on YouTube I have the WWE Network I've seen enough of him to know that nothing appeals to me I'm sure he was a great wrestler um I'm sure he was awesome in the ring but as a character on the mic charisma nothing sticks out to me yeah Bret Hart was consistent um he was consistently good in the ring um, and I'm, he had his bright moments as a character, um, uh, as a tag team wrestler, he also gets, uh, gets on this list for that. He gets higher than a lot of people because of, um, the heart foundation as well. But look to me personally, just nothing sticks out. I, I, I don't regret putting everyone in front of him in front of him you know and even going back to think about it i i feel like maybe i could still put other people in front of him but i'm pretty confident with him at 17 so i'm going to stick to it but i i honestly don't regret my decision this nothing sticks out to me he he's got the in ring ability the mic skills and charisma to me there are other people that are better than him um sure, he was consistent i mean he was consistent enough for vince to put the title on him as many times as he did um, and then his impact on pro wrestling as a wrestler, um, maybe if he was the one screwing Shawn Michaels in the screw job, I might have put him up a little bit higher. Um, but even then, that's just a screw job. I don't really, that that doesn't really have much to do with how you were as a wrestler. So he didn't really have that. He didn't really change anything in wrestling. You know, no, he, he left to WCW and things just got worse. That definitely hurt his, um, his legacy. I don't know it's just it's he's not for me and it's wrestling everything's preferential um everyone has their own opinion everyone has their own criteria so um yeah i just i I can't put him that high uh randy orton at number 16 this kind of goes without saying um when randy orton is at his best he's one of a kind he's uh unique when he's at his best again when when he's not at his best sure he kind of phones it in when he's not invested in something he he you know doesn't get invested in it but Randy Orton at his best is very very good and obviously um you have to be doing something right for them to put the championship on you 13 times like they have uh Randy Orton just really good in the ring when he's paired with someone um equally as good or better in the ring he produces a really good match even even in today uh, even in today's day where you know at the Fast Lane the Fast Lane before WrestleMania 30 um was it 34 yes the the WrestleMania before WrestleMania thir- the Fast Lane before WrestleMania 34 he put on a surprisingly good match with Bobby Rude he's put on great matches with um Styles you know um his most recent WrestleMania feud with Styles wasn't bad at, at all um and this is towards the later part of his career his most recent his feud with Jeff Hardy wasn't bad at all. He's been one of the most consistent unique characters you can see. He's tr- he has adapted, his character has changed throughout the year from throughout the years from the legend killer to the 2009 I'm going to punt you in the face no matter who you are to this most recent um you know not necessarily the legend killer but you know the opposite which is awesome because it came full circle and that will, that's what was so cool about the character when he was getting rid of all the young people or trying to get rid of all the not the young people the the people that we love as fans so that that character resurgence was really well and for that he gets up even higher on the list um so yeah randy orton at 16 for sure kurt angle at 15 kurt angle uh, hilarious. I don't know why that's the first word that comes to my head when I think of Kurt Angle, but um, very funny character, very uh, charismatic. Someone who had another person who had no business being as good as he was at professional wrestling. He's just someone who you know he just got it fast, um, and that that alone is a testament to how good you were. That that's impact. That's also consistency. Um, again, and uh, consistency. Someone who was just consistently good at. Being good in the ring and outside of the ring, for as long as he was, uh, he wrestled. He wrestled his last match consistently in twenty nineteen. Um, he, he had wrestled in TNA for as long as he did, where he did a lot of good stuff and put on a lot of good wrestling matches. Very intense. He's a he's a very intense promo when he needs to be. He's a very intense character. Uh, he took a character that probably shouldn't have shouldn't have been has been as, um, I don't want to say influential, because it wasn't, but just simply as big as it was, because, you know, your Kurt Angle, Olympic hero, okay, um, you know, he, 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 he he didn't have to do as much as he did with it, um, Vince also has a lot, a lot to do with his character, Angle has gone on saying, um, you know, because when you're an Olympic hero, Nothing is stopping you from debuting as a babyface, and they probably would have. Who knows? They might have eaten it up. But you know, they he he came on as a heel, and it worked for him. And he's just he's one of those people that just gets it in and out of the ring. And when you when you just get it, good things are bound to happen. Again, that's a very broad statement to say. I know that that doesn't explain a lot, but hopefully, um, you guys will understand what I'm trying to say when I say those people there are just certain wrestlers who just get it and just understand professional wrestling. And Kurt Angle is one of those people. So he, for, for that, he gets on the, the list for being a really good wrestler. Um, never really he didn't do anything too revolutionary, um, but he was just really good for a really long time. Uh, Andre the giant is number 14. He gets on the list uh, purely for his impact on professional wrestling. Never really consistent. Um, you know, didn't really do too much on the mic. Uh he was very charismatic in the sense that his you know everything that he was a part of felt like a big deal, much like Brock Lesnar so for that alone, he gets on the list for being for having such a huge impact on professional wrestling um on the business for just being one of the first you know i I don't want to use the word freak because that's not a good term, but for being um one of the first You know, just big attractions in wrestling. People go to a building to see Andre the Giant. Um, And for being one of the first real global draws, um, Andre the Giant definitely gets as high as the list as he on. He just had such a huge impact on professional wrestling and big man wrestling. He was one of the first really, really huge people to make a name for himself. So for that, he gets on the list. A lot of people didn't really like this next entry. They thought he should have been in the top ten. Um I have Triple H at number thirteen. And when you see the two people ahead of him, you'll see why I put Triple H in front of him. I mean behind him. Uh Triple H, obviously, uh 14 time world champion. Um uh absolutely, you know, great on the mic. Leader of a stable. Um he's just arguably one of the more one of the one of the most complete people. In wrestling, when you talk about just from being super good on the mic, being consistent still being able to wrestle today um his impact on on wrestling he was mainstream he was the you know the third the third guy to the rock and hogan um he was he was huge and for that for that alone he gets a at thirteen but just the people ahead of him were just that much better in the ring. Honestly, they they were just really really good in the ring, and if they weren't really good in the ring, they somehow had a bigger impact um, on wrestling than Triple H. So, and even though Triple H, yes, he does he has had a huge impact on WWE. Yes, he's the I believe he's the the COO of WWE. I think that's his title. But again, I talk about when I when I base my wrestlers and I do the list, I do criteria based off of your impact on professional wrestling as a wrestler, you know, so, uh, for that, I I have Triple H at 13, number 12, I have Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, I think a lot of people will respect, um, that decision, putting Macho Man ahead of Triple H, uh, Macho Man was ahead of his time when it, um, when, when it came to what he did inside the ring, the character, um, Macho Man is something that we st- still haven't really seen to this day again uh unless they copied it like Jay Lethal um <laughs> but but no Ma- Macho Man Randy Savage really was one of a kind that character his style of cutting a promo one of a kind everything that has to do with Macho Man is just it oozes unique and that is something that you can't replicate that was very very um you know Ma- Macho Man that that character was perfect for Macho Man, and to be able to create something like that is, you know, it, it goes. It's a big testament to Randy Savage as a wrestler. You know, that that that's not something that a lot of wrestlers can just do. You know, produce something that isn't going to be made again or you never will be replicated. You know, and, and Macho Man Randy Savage did that with his character. Um, he really, he really made that character. You know, it's a cliche to say that it came to life, but it really did, because he he made it what it was, and his impact on professional wrestling as a wrestler also, you know, goes without saying, Um, you know, Randy Savage was a really good, uh, he was really good inside the ring, Um, the only thing I'd say that would keep him from being higher is maybe his consistency, he he was really good for a long time, but, um, you know once it came to the monday night wars things kind of um they weren't as good for him but that that barely affected his uh his spot on on the list so he he he's definitely number 12 at number 11 uh i have a feeling a lot of the older audiences aren't going to agree with this at all but at number 11 i have i have edge there are a lot of people, now that he's been away from wrestling for a long time, fans have really been given the chance to just look back and reflect on this man's career. And it's it, it's been enough time now to where I think we know as wrestling fans, Edge, he just, he did so much. Like, he just accomplished so much. And it's not even because he was one of Vince's guys. That, 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 that to me, is really impressive because... You know Triple H, you're a Vince guy. Randy Orton, you're a Vince guy. Um, You know Kurt Angle, Vince guy. Edge, yes, he Vince liked them obviously enough to put the title on him as much as he did. But you know Edge wasn't someone that Vince was just like you know super in love with. You know, he 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 the reason why he got the title so much is because he was always the safe pick. He was always the safe heel that you can go to to, to slap the title on and have a bunch of upcoming baby faces try to to to, to trample down. You know, the, the the different adaptations of his heel character has been phenomenal from uh first starting out with Christian as a tag team. That's another thing. His contributions to tag team wrestling are just You know, it's phenomenal. It's absolutely amazing. Um, Him as him as a heel um, from the beginning, from his tag team days, going with Lita, after Lita, just being a heel with La Familia. um, He's just he's arguably a top five heel uh, of all time, and that's something that people have started to realize now. You know, now that he's been away from wrestling so long, which is why I say I I think a lot of people will start to realize how good all of these other people are later on down the line. Edge was good in the ring. He was really, really good on the mic. He oozed charisma. Very consistent. You know, obviously, uh, before the injury, he had wrestled for a very long time, and he had wrestled for a very long time very well. Um, He was a part of a lot of the matches that Jeff Hardy was in as a tag team, so he put his body through hell the same way, I don't know about the same way Jeff Hardy did, because Jeff Hardy was something else, Um, part of the reason why he's on the list, but Edge, Edge was just ridiculous, Um, a very good character, very good in the ring, very good on the mic, and honestly, the only thing stopping him from being higher on the list is just because... You know, you're not going to go up to some random guy in the street and ask him who's Edge. He might not know. He never really changed anything. N- um, Nothing, um, you know, wasn't the same because of him. But Ed- Edge gets right outside of the top 10 simply for being as really, really good at his job as he was. I mean, um, he held the Money in the Bank contract twice. He didn't win it twice, but he held it twice. Uh, I believe he's an 11 or 12-time world champion. Um no intercontinental champion multiple uh, 10 time I, I think he's a t- uh, 10 plus time tag team champion i'm not sure he's just he's he's done everything he's done so many neat things he's he, he's fantastic so he gets just outside of the the top 10 Alrighty, righty we're finally we're in the top 10 wrestlers of all time i'm gonna try to do these a little bit faster um so Please excuse me if I leave out any important details. Anything that I haven't covered on um, the Instagram post itself. But Bruno San Martino is our number 10 entrant. He's on this list because of his contributions to wrestling and consistency. Those two things alone. I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't heard a lot of Bruno San Martino promos. And I haven't really seen a lot of Bruno San Martino's matches because I couldn't. However... You have to be so good at your job that your boss trusts you to be in front of a sold out Madison Square Garden crowd 181 times in a row and you have to have your boss has to have so much trust in you for you to hold a championship 2,800 days. I don't know the exact number, but I know it's 2800. That 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 is absurd. If someone were to hold a championship for that long today, I, I, I mean, people would lose their minds. People would stop watching, probably. To hold a championship for seven years, you have to be so consistently good and reliable. I and for that alone, he gets on the list. I'm, I'm I'm sorry for that alone, he gets at least number ten. Number nine, Hulk Hogan. No, not great in the ring. Not very, almost just abysmal, atrocious in the ring. However, Mike's skills and charisma, gotta give it to him. He may, yes, there are a lot of things he did bad for WCW, TNA, and even WWF. But you cannot deny how infectious that guy's personality was, how contagious um, he his personality is, his promos were unique. They were electric. They were n- not duplicable, duplicatable. He was he, his personality and his character. the uh, The Hulkamaniacs, eat your vitamins, say your prayers, all that. That's one of a kind. Uh, he held the belt. He held the world championship for four years. You have to be scary good and scary over to be able to hold a champ a world championship for 4 years. He um he made wrestling uh nationwide. He put it on t- he was a large reason why it was on TV. WrestleMania isn't WrestleMania the way it is today because of Hulk Hogan. And you know, for those reasons alone, he gets at number 9. I I can't in good nature put Hogan ahead of the other eight guys that are on this list, simply because of how not good at wrestling Hulk Hogan was. Um, and for slowing down uh, a lot of the things that he did, even as a wrestler, because you can have a negative and a positive impact on wrestling as a wrestler. And he, while yes, he had an insane positive impact as his tenure as a wrestler, he had a very he also had a negative impact when he was wrestling um just go with the nwo his time in late w in the late 90s wcw uh before that you know it's just he's also had a negative impact on professional wrestling that's why i have him at nine um and not at in the top five or not even at one again something that a lot of the older wrestling fans didn't really like but i'm glad i'm really glad i'm doing this podcast that way i can explain myself you know uh sean michaels uh, a lot of people got mad at this one because he wasn't inside my top three or top five. Shawn Michaels was not as strong to me on the mic as the people in front of him. It's not that he was bad. I've yes, I've heard a lot of his promos. I've seen a lot of his feuds. They're good. He's not bad. Just the people in front of him are just better. He's really good in the ring. There, are, believe it or not, he's some people in front of him that are, are as good, if not better, than him in the ring um he's not really someone who changed his character too much he was kind of the same from 1995 all the way until 2008 you know again yes he, he he changed you know he um he went away for four years came back um he was still the heartbreak kid a slightly different version of the heartbreak kid but he was still doing you know he was still doing shenanigans with Triple H and DX in '06. He was still, you know, his his character didn't really change because it didn't really have to. He was always, he was always as over as he was. He was just absolutely easily top three in the ring of all time. Uh, he never really failed to put on a bad match. Um, An amazing something that's um, he doesn't get a lot of credit for is being able to tell a story inside the ring. Wow, he was. Amazing at that, and for that he 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 gets at number eight. You guys are gonna see why I I have a lot of praises for Shawn Michaels, but you're gonna see why I have other people in front of him. Number seven, arguably the most controversial person on this entire list, was CM Punk, and I I had to make I didn't have to make I I chose to I made a separate post about why CM Punk is a top ten wrestler, and for that reason alone, I'm not gonna go into detail about CM Punk already be simply because I've talked about it extensively in a post and I've replied to comments on that post about people disputing my post. So I have already gone about it, uh, gone into it in detail. So I'm going to skip over the CM Punk one and let you guys refer to Instagram to talk about why I put CM Punk where I did. But to sum it up, he's really really good and he brought a lot of eyes Back to the product when you bring eyes back to the product to me that's a really really big deal and that's also something really really difficult to do but i talked about it more on instagram i'll let you guys look at that number six undertaker in my old top 10 i believe i had undertaker at eight i moved him up simply because of how obviously not underrated. We all know how good inside the ring he was. But when I was looking at analyzing Undertaker's career and analyzing how good of he he was as a wrestler, I was too zoomed in on his gimmick and I was too zoomed in on how good the character of Undertaker was. Um when I really looked back at it, he has been really really good in the ring for a long time and that's something that I had almost forgotten about. He was good in 08 with Edge with Edge. He was having really good matches throughout all that time. All of his matches with Shawn Michaels. All of his matches with Triple H. Even some of his matches with Brock weren't bad. Um go even further, his matches with Stone Cold, Rock, Triple H obviously, he's never really been a horrible wrestler, you know? He was in a match and Undertaker's a massive man. Undertaker was in a match with Giant Gonzalez and Giant Gonzalez was the issue, not him, you know. Um, and that was at WrestleMania 9, arguably one of the worst matches of all time. Undertaker, huge, 6 foot 10, was doing things that 6 foot 10 people his size um, and I'm, I'm not just talking about obviously uh, that, that that's that's a double negative. 6 foot 10 his size. I mean, he was big. He was wider than the average 6'10" person, you know, he was big. He was really big and he was jumping over the third rope in his mid-40s crashing onto a cameraman that was supposed to that was supposed to um, save Undertaker from his fall at WrestleMania 25. He's just he's absolutely um amazing all around. Uh his impact on pro wrestling, you know, you're everyone knows the Undertaker even if it's someone who has never seen a thing of wrestling. Most people know, you know, oh, The Undertaker, I've heard of him before, he's that guy that does that wrestling thing, and you know, he's creepy, you know, people just know who he is, and finally, The Streak, The Streak was just awesome, and I know he, he has gone on saying that he doesn't want The Streak to define his legacy, and by all means, it shouldn't, however, it shouldn't go untalked about and unnoticed, because That Streak was just absolutely legendary, and... Despite what you think, despite what I think about who should have broken the streak, whether it should have been broken at all, you can't deny how iconic he is and how iconic that was um, for him and for wrestling. So Undertaker gets number six on this list. Number five is John Cena. John Cena is on this list for, is is number five for a number of reasons. One of them being what I am most, what I am most impressive, impressed by John Cena for doing we're doing is toward the later part of his career for him to completely a complete 180 to completely change his style of what he does inside the ring uh, of course from the, the despite the besides the five knuckle shuffle and the AA he and a lot of people didn't really notice this as much but 2014, 2015, around that time, he just started getting good at wrestling. He was just putting on really good matches. And a lot of that had to do with his opponent, sure. You know, John Cena isn't going to put on a five-star classic with Baron Corbin. But, you know, there, there were things that I started to notice in his matches that he wasn't doing before. And they were just cooler. You know, there were just better things to do inside the ring that he hadn't done before. And to be able to change your in-ring style rather than your character completely to change with the times and to change with the new people that are coming into the company, that to me was, was really big. I thought that was really cool of him. Uh, to do and he, and surely enough, he started putting on better matches. Kevin Owens, uh, Sami Zayn and Cesaro on Raw. Uh, Brock, you know the triple threat match with Rollins at the Rumble. Uh, Seth Rollins, just so many, so many good matches towards the later part of his career. And you know, he, and he's still in the physical prime of his life. I, you know he's doing good things for himself in Hollywood, but I would love to see him wrestle some more and just have really good matches with people. Um, but his impact on professional wrestling kind of goes without saying. Um, he drew so much money. Um, one of the most uh, marketable, recognizable uh, mainstream names in today's uh, world of wrestling. Uh, John Cena is the probably last big draw for for WWE in a long time. Uh, WWE hasn't really been able to replicate what he's done for WWE, hence why they try to get him back as often as they can. Uh, And for that alone, honestly, he gets on the list for being in consistency, for being as consistently good on top as he was. Yes, I know. His negative impact on wrestling, the Nexus, Bray Wyatt, putting people down, Golden Shovel, that wasn't great. And that's probably part of the reason why he's not within my top three or top five. And also for not necessarily just he wasn't always as good as he was towards the later end of his career. Uh he wasn't always as good on as good on the mic as he was um toward the mid 2000s and he was he definitely wasn't always as good in the ring. That's why I have four people ahead of him, but his mic skills, his 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 ability to work a microphone, his wit, his uh his charm is one of a kind. You know, it's it's something that we don't really see often, and it's something that comes by, you know, once every few years. You know, some someone like him to be as unique and as different on the microphone as he was, as intense. You know, his his intensity was different. He was just he brought something different when he held a microphone, and that is also a, a huge testament to what he was as a wrestler. He was very consistently on uh, on top. Uh, again, that has a lot to do with Vince, but he was good on top. You know there was a reason uh, why he was on top besides the fact that that Vince loved him uh, so So John Cena gets number five. number four is Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is as high as he is for two main main reasons. One of them is being able to and he has done this the best. Out of anybody on this list, and I think a lot of people can attest to this, he has changed his character and he has changed it almost everything about his character so many times, and has stayed over as a heel or a face, and that is so hard, that is so difficult for every few years to think. Of a new version of yourself to present to 10,000 plus people every Monday or Tuesday or Friday or whatever. Um, to be able to do that so long, so well. He wrestled in New Japan from the years of like 1992 and 93. He's been wrestling for a very long time. He's been wrestling for a long time. Impact on professional wrestling? Oh, well... I don't know, All Elite Wrestling. He's been huge for the development of All Elite Wrestling. He's still wrestling today. Really good. He arguably had the greatest match of his career last year. Or when was his match with um, Kenny? Was that in 2019 or 2018? That was in 2018. Yeah, I remember seeing that match. I'm pretty sure it was in 2018. Or twenty, I don't remember. Uh, I don't know why I'm, I'm having a brain for it, but I'm pretty sure that was. Um, I'm pretty sure that was that was last year. It was at Wrestle Kingdom twelve. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was last year. So, um, yeah, he's just. It, it's absolutely amazing what he's what he's been able to do for as long as he's been, he's been able to do it to change your character completely from um, the Ayatollah Rock and Roller when he got to WWE to. 2008 slow talking Jericho to uh scarf Jericho to list Jericho to um oh my god why am I having a another brain fart but this when he was with uh when he was feeding with Ambrose that was another scarf Jericho I, I said that already um you know he he's done so much for his own character, and now with all elite wrestling continuing to wrestle, continuing to wrestle good, you know, that to me is just he has achieved a bunch of the most difficult tasks to me in in professional wrestling. And on top of all that, he's accomplished a whole lot. He's won a lot of world championships, first ever undisputed champion, all that good stuff. So he gets the number four spot on this list, and I think it's well-deserved. Number three is The Rock. It's kind of self-explanatory. Never did anything too amazing in the ring as far as flippy stuff or match quality, but man, he grabbed an audience by... The balls and he never let go whether he was a heel or a face he did both really well when he was booed he got booed hard when he was cheered he got cheered hard and that doesn't go for a lot of the people that are on the that are on this top ten some people can't do both the rock does both and he does both very very well and that's something that a lot of people can't say uh, Cena been a face his whole life Stone Cold not the best heel Ric Flair not the best face you know, um, CM Punk did both, did both very, very well. John Cena, like I said, only a face. Hulk Hogan did both relatively well. Um, I know that's up for debate. Uh, the Rock was just, I think, arguably number one, if not two, with with Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Punk on the mic. He was just so confident. And to be able to be so confident on such a large stage with 8 million people watching at home and 10,000 people inside the arena, to be able to do what he did so well, so often on that microphone was just elite. It was elite in a tier of its own. And for that, I put him at number three. Um, I put him at number three also because of his later run with his feud with John Cena um, and to still be as if not more marketable than he was before um and the rock is a businessman S- very smart for him to come back in WWE cuz he got paid uh very um handsomely very nice for the, to come back and do that feud and that feud with john cena was good to come back and feud with a younger guy someone from a different generation um for the sake of putting obviously for the sake of making a boatload of money but also for the sake of doing something good for wrestling. You know, his impact on professional wrestling as a wrestler because of the John Cena feud and everything he did before it was just huge, one of the biggest draws in wrestling, and to me, that's your impact on wrestling. He drew so much money for WWF. And then, obviously, he would later on go on to be a really big Hollywood star, which doesn't affect his position on my list, but um, his impact on WWF just goes without saying Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. uh, Arguably the best character in professional wrestling. Maybe next to Undertaker. Um, That gimmick was perfect for him. When he got to WWF, he was finally given the... the, um, He was finally given one last shot at a different character. You know, he had been to the Ringmaster, stunning Steve Austin in WCW. But it finally clicked here in WWF. And... um, he made the best out of it. You know, WrestleMania 14, he beat Shawn Michaels for the title. And it's it's off to the races from there, honestly. He broke his neck, came back, was still just as over. You know, um, he didn't... Maybe he didn't wrestle for longer than a lot of people on this list. And he probably could have wrestled for, for longer. But, you know, he, did, he took his ball and went home, like a lot of people say. Um, but... His impact on professional wrestling as a whole supersedes taking your ball and going home. He has forever cemented his legacy in the professional wrestling business um, as a wrestler he knew he wanted everything he did to be perfect, and he wanted everything not he didn't want everything to be perfect. he wanted everything he did in the ring to be the best it possibly could and he was willing to do a lot of things to make sure that happened. He is the biggest draw in professional wrestling history statistically probably. Um merch sales were insane. The company was at its best when he was at the helm. So honestly for for those reasons alone, not horrible in the ring, never super um obviously almost just as good as the Rock, never super exciting, but it got the job done and it got the job done well. So for that Steve Austin gets on number 2 and number 1 the goat honestly self-explanatory Rick Flair the Nature Boy gets number 1 on this list. His character, his what he does on the mic. He still He can still, to this day, cut a better promo than maybe three-quarters of the entire WWE roster. He is just ridiculous on a microphone. It could be a promo about anything. He'll cut it. To me, he's my number one on the mic. He is just his his promos. You cannot help but listen. If I was recording this podcast and his promo was going on in the background for the whole thing, just any of his promos... We're going on for the whole thing. I wouldn't be able to do it. I just wouldn't be able to... I have to listen. His ability... He would go and he'd wrestle hour matches. And people would be entertained for an hour. They'd sit there and they'd watch it. And they'd watch him go for an hour. Again, testament to him being the GOAT. Um, he wrestled six times a week almost. Sometimes seven. Sometimes twice on Sundays. Those, these are things that he has said. Um, he wrestled consistently very well for a very 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 long time he officially retired from wwe in 2008 he officially retired from tna in 2012 and the tna run wasn't that great um but man he was still cutting promos he was still being a good wrestler he was he's the most consistent wrestler of all time i think his uh, his in-ring ability wasn't as bad as a lot of the people from his heydays like in the 80s it wasn't as slow Ric Flair was a little faster than that Um, he was an in-ring general he can carry people to good matches Um, even later on in later WCW 2000s WWE he wasn't even putting on necessarily bad matches his retirement match was good he's had good ladder matches um, he's, He had a good ladder match with Edge on Raw one time. He's had good matches with Triple H on pay-per-view. He's had good matches with everybody at all periods, at almost every generation of wrestling. Um, besides, obviously, this most recent one, Ric Flair is just... It's it's just unheard of what he's been able to do for, for wrestling inside of the ring as a wrestler. When he was a wrestler, he... Was, always stealing the show, you know, and he's just to be able to do that for so for as long as he did, longer than Sting. He wrestled longer than Sting could, like overall, I believe, and Sting wrestled for such a long time. It's just, it's 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 unheard of, you know. I, I don't think um, to be able to do what he did to wrestle as absurdly long, as he did so consistently well for that for that reason for being for com- for being the most complete wrestler in wrestling history and for being fulfilling every box of my criteria very very well rick flair is my number one thank you guys so much for caring about job doubt for tuning in to this podcast for listening to every word, for reading every post, for liking every post. Um, I love talking about wrestling. I love doing this. This is something that I enjoy a lot. I love interacting with you guys, negative comments and positive. I love doing live, live streams, talking to you guys. This, what I'm doing right now, is my favorite part of having jobbed out. It's, it's just, it's awesome. It's awesome. I I I love being able to do this. I love being able to make these top thirties for you guys, and I love that you guys, uh, you know, pay attention to it. And I love that you guys, you know, are angry about it. I like that you guys care. So, just thank you guys so much for all your support. Again, please, please, I I urge you, uh, to check out the pro wrestling t shirt. Sure, the designs are not, they're not bad. They're they're affordable, and you can rep an Instagram page, um, outside of your house. And to me, that's. That's pretty cool, so please go ahead and check that out. Thank you guys so much for all your for all your support. Thank you for growing with me. Um, you guys are honestly the best, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast.